0: Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. we cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Midtank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. in 2009 the mysterious death of michael jackson i'm jason horton and this is strange year as this decade or however you determine the actual end of a decade comes to a close i wanted to look back 10 years to 2009 barack obama took office kicking off the year movies like avatar and twilight dominated the box office And the cryptocurrency Bitcoin was introduced by Satoshi Nakamoto, which is a pseudonym of the creator or creators of Bitcoin, and their true identity is still not known. However, at least to me, the strangest thing to happen in 2009 was the last day and death of the King of Pop. The Death of Michael Jackson, June 2009 we're getting some breaking news coming into the situation right now from, uh, about Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Apparently Michael Jackson suffered cardiac arrest this afternoon. He was rushed to UCLA Medical Center. CNN sources are now saying, multiple sources, that Michael Jackson is in a coma. Both the Los Angeles Times and CBS News are both now reporting that Michael Jackson has died. I realize and I'm sensitive to the fact that the topic of Michael Jackson is polarizing. My intentions and purpose of this podcast and this episode is to not have an opinion or have any bias. I just want to discuss what is one of the stranger things to happen in 2009. Like a lot of people, I remember the death of Michael Jackson because of all the media that was around it, and I was also part of that media. I was working at the E! Entertainment Network in Los Angeles, working in the rights and clearances department, and when news broke, we were in attack mode like most media outlets were, so I was pulling files and releases and making sure we had enough footage and content to use for E! News and another true Hollywood story. And there was a very short amount of time when it was known that Michael Jackson was sick and then in the hospital and then in a coma and then eventually died. So everyone was in a race to get their narrative, their information out there first. And of course, social media was very active, not like it is today. A lot of it came from television networks and news stations where people relied less on social media and more on traditional television. It was a strange and unique experience going through releases, legal documents, and footage for something that was happening in real time. Before we get to some of the more strange and I guess, bizarre aspects of this, I want to remind you of some of the facts surrounding what happened. Michael Jackson died of a lethal dose of profanol and benzodiazepine on June 25th, 2009 at his North Carolwood Drive home in Holmby Hills, Los Angeles, which is a neighborhood of Westwood. The propoval is a sedative and the benzodiazepine is a psychoactive and this was in addition to quite a few other medications he was on at the time. The following is a timeline from the LA Times, which begins at a rehearsal earlier Wednesday night. Quote The rehearsal ended around midnight Wednesday night with a performance of Earth Song. The singer hugged his dancers, thanked the crew, and wished them a good night. God bless you. Jackson returned to Carrollwood Drive, stopping briefly at its metal gate to greet a small group of fans who had gathered outside his home. As they pulled into the driveway, the bodyguard noticed Dr. Murray's car parked outside the home, just as it had been many nights previously. Jackson's security personnel escorted him into the house and to the foot of the stairs. No one, except for Murray and Jackson's children, were allowed upstairs. Soon after Jackson arrived home, he started complaining of fatigue and that he needed sleep. June 25, 2009. Through the night and the morning, Jackson receives a series of drugs meant to help him sleep. Dr. Murray officials said, gave him those powerful drugs. Jackson is found unresponsive later. Jackson is rushed to the hospital by the Los Angeles Fire Department paramedics who found him in cardiac arrest and not breathing. Efforts to revive him are unsuccessful. It was originally assumed to be a drug overdose, but later to be found to be a homicide. A jury of seven men and five women deliberates for about nine hours over two days before reaching a guilty verdict in the trial against Dr. Conrad Murray. Dr. Conrad Murray was convicted of involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to four years, in which he served two of those years. To give you an idea of the gravity and impact even in 2009 and how the Internet couldn't handle the searches and trying to find more information on the death of Michael Jackson, the news of Michael Jackson's death crashed Twitter and Wikipedia And Google believed that their search engine was under a DDoS, which is a distributed denial of service attack, and blocked searches related to Michael Jackson for 30 minutes, which is something I've never heard of before. And I don't know if that's a combination of the internet being a little more robust and advanced now, or people just not being, there's just so much information that people are searching for. It's never too much for the internet or a website to handle. I remember when I was working at the E-Channel during this time, someone asked me if I submitted for the lottery to go to the memorial service for Michael Jackson. I also recall tickets going for as much as $300 on eBay and Craigslist, but as I was doing research on this, I realized it was a lot more. More than 1.6 million fans registered for tickets to Michael Jackson's memorial service over a two day registration period. And only 11,000 tickets would be given out for the Tuesday service at the Staples Center in downtown. And another 6,500 tickets would be given away for the Nokia Theater Overflow section next door. Fans had to register for free at the Staples Center between 10 a.m. Friday and 6 p.m. Saturday for the random drawing. Of 8,750 names, each person selected would receive two tickets and would be notified by email after 11 a.m. Sunday. Tickets were being sold on eBay for up to $9,000. There are absolutely no shortage of conspiracy theories around the death of Michael Jackson and I suppose the life of Michael Jackson. And like a lot of other celebrities, there are people that think Michael Jackson is still alive. In early 2017, investment banker David Dunn took the stand At U.S. tax court in L.A., and said Jackson was, quote, on the edge of going bankrupt before his death, which fueled theories that the king of pop may simply have changed his identity in order to escape his financial problems. Hollywood hairdresser Steve Earhart, who was a close friend of Jackson, claimed he had information about the star that, quote, not even the family knows. In a post on Facebook, Ernard wrote, Quote, A tip for the believers, the Michael Jackson believers. You heard it here first, an announcement of sorts. And in a couple of months, or at the latest, the end of the year, you will be receiving some very good news. It's almost unbelievable, and not even the family knows, but I do. Earhart never revealed any information and went radio silent on the subject after that. And then there's the curious case of Dave Dave, which, according to Vice... David Rothenberg was a six-year-old boy from Brooklyn who, in 1986, was living with his mother. His parents were divorced. On March 3rd that year, after an argument between the two, his father, Charles Rothenberg, gave his son a sleeping pill. He then poured kerosene on the bed he was sleeping in and set it on fire. He watched the events that unfolded from a phone booth across the street from the motel where his son was burned. David survived with third-degree burns across 90% of his body— in adulthood, after changing his name and becoming a conceptual artist, Dave and Jackson became friends. He attended Jackson's funeral in 2009. Quote, "I think Dave, Dave, and Michael are the same person," says Sarah, a Michael Jackson truther. They look quite similar. Their voices are identical. Vice then asks, "How is it possible? Because there's photos of them together." Quote, "Computers," says Sarah. "You can do anything with computers." Vice responds, Why would Michael pretend to be someone else? Quote, Because people like you hounded him all his life. Journalist. He had enough. He needed to get away. He died and became Dave Dave, and now he gets to live a good life. According to Vice, on July 15th, Dave Dave died of pneumonia. Vice didn't get a chance to learn how Sarah believes his passing ties into Jackson's supposed plan for life after death because she stopped replying to Vice's messages. I want to thank Vice, LA Times, and Reddit. Stitcher Premium has ad-free episodes, exclusive content, and it's just a great place to listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get one month free of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcher.com premium and enter promo code Year. Please rate and review Strange Year wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps. And if you'd like to message me, you can do so on Instagram at StrangeEarPod. And I will be back next week for another episode of Strange Year. Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. We cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Tank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.